And welcome to this week's episode of Keep Going. I am your host Grant Savage and you are joining me on my boxing journey and how it is shaping my life. For those who have been here for every episode, thank you. For those who are new today, welcome. And for those who still don't have a clue what I'm talking about, it's okay. We're going to figure it out together. On today's show, I wanted to discuss the art of a good trainer. What makes the perfect trainer for you as an individual? I try to put myself in the mindset of a trainer and I often wonder, do they know what they're signing up for when you walk through the door for the first time? Like I often think when I walk through the gym for the first time, they must have thought, what the hell is he doing here? How is he here? Why is he here? But let's just see how this goes. I think for all you boxing enthusiasts out there, there's not one type of good trainer. Everyone is different for every single person. You've got to gel with someone that is a good fit for you. I mean, look at Floyd Mayweather. He had to choose between his uncle and his father. That, that's how intense the decision of a trainer could be for someone. Over the last year, I've worked with around 10 different trainers. Yes, 10, okay? But to be fair, the club that I was at at the time, they rotated their trainers quite a bit. So he had all these different trainers, different experiences, but that's 10 different opinions into one brain, mine, at that time, which was a lot. And the issues that may arise from this is that you have one telling you one thing, so you copy what they say. Then two minutes later, another trainer comes along, tells you something completely different, and then you have to decide who was in the right. And I don't know, because I'm completely oblivious to everything at this point. I remember at the time, actually, a funny story. There was one trainer who I saw one time. He tried to train in me one session. Clearly wasn't impressed with what I was doing. And I never saw him again, ever. I never, ever saw him in my lifetime again. What, what happened to him? What did I do wrong? Every, every now and then, I do wonder where he is or what happened to him. And I'd like to think that he was somewhat happy that I continued my path slowly, but I got there in the end. Now that time has passed, I'm trying to put together the best ingredients between myself and working with a trainer. And I've worked out. It's my willingness to learn and succeed and their optimism of taking me on as a trainee. Because at least then they become pleasantly surprised when I push myself to the limits that they want me to achieve to, if that makes sense. I also needed someone that was pretty much opposite to me as well if I had someone that's exactly the same you know when they say opposite track that's probably the philosophy to have in this as well you need someone that will unlock potential in you that you didn't know you had a trainer has to respect your individual goal and what you want to achieve and I feel like I've got that now on today's show of keep going I will be joined by my special guest my trainer himself Atisham Fabiard. Now what's interesting about him, the first and foremost, he is a boxer. He is an amateur boxer just on the cusp of turning pro. So he is legit, he is current. He has the knowledge of what a modern day boxer aspires to be and currently is. What's interesting about him being my trainer is that during my first year in the actual gym, I probably trained with him the least. And this is probably due to logistics, scheduling and just where we were both at. So it's interesting now, a year later, he is my main trainer. And just because we didn't train together in the past doesn't mean I didn't know who he was and how good he was as a boxer and as a trainer. In fact, it's because I knew he was so good and on the cusp of his future in the sport that I just presumed that... Actually, I just didn't want to waste his time because I was so new to the sport and he was so well advanced. But nonetheless, a year later, I'm fitter, I'm wiser and now I have this great training regimen with Atisham himself. In our piece today, we'll be talking about his boxing journey, how he got started, what the sport means to him, why he became a trainer so early in his career, and what was his first impressions on me and my progress in the sport. 
So without further ado, please welcome to Keep Going, my boxing trainer himself and future world champion, Atisham Faryad. Atisham Faryad, welcome to Keep Going. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm well, I'm well. For me, it was so essential to have you on an episode of Keep Going because you are my trainer through and through. It's that simple. Thank you for having me. And for me, it was interesting to see the development of our training regimen, I guess, because when I first yeah. got to know you last year, I had two first impressions of you. The first one was what people told me of you and the uh -huh. club. So it was like, okay, yeah. this is Atisham. He's our main boxer. He's, you know, the poster boy. And I thought to myself, okay, if that's the case, he's, I'm just going to let him get on with it because he's obviously very serious about his craft and I don't want to disturb him anyway. Maybe that was an insecurity in me, who knows? <laughs> and I pretty much kept that stance until January this year when after mm. a session I was like okay Mark, so let's have some small talk what's going on in his world and you said you had a fight coming up is that correct yeah I had a fight coming up in March just before lockdown so uh, I think three days before lockdown yeah I was meant to fight on the 28th and lockdown happened on like 26th so the show got cancelled because of Lockdown, so yeah, after that, yeah. there's no amateur boxing since then, like nine months now. And I don't think there will be any, any amateur boxing till early next year or about around February, March. Time. So let's see, Corona has actually paused everything. <laughs> How frustrated are you at the time when you had to cancel that fight? Because I was actually very um, frustrated because I put I trained very hard for that fight, I was ready. Kind of, it was only like three days before. The show got cancelled, so I was ready, basically. Trained hard, I was ready for the show. So, yeah, it's pretty sad. <laughs> it was sad, yeah, I can imagine. And then, obviously, the world shut down, especially for them core three months. Yeah, and then, yeah. by the end of the first lockdown, you were advertising your training business. Mm -hmm. And then that's yeah. how we reconnected in that sense. But I honestly think, if I didn't, if we didn't have this conversation, if you don't remember this conversation in January, that's fine. But if we didn't have that conversation in January, I don't think I would have accepted your offer all the months later yeah. I don't know I just that's, thought nah this wouldn't have crossed my mind really that's good we spoke in January then because now we're training basically yeah. every week yeah exactly I think I was saying to another guest that sometimes in life you kind of plant seeds unintentionally and yeah, then you wonder why so if you didn't have that I don't think we'll be sitting here today in that no sense. no 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 you won't yeah we've been training for what past five months now five yeah. six months yeah so yeah, that's why we're here now, doing this podcast. Exactly. And to everyone who you know, I promote you to, I say you're a boxer first and foremost. For those who don't know, everyone listening, tell us how you got into the sport. I just got into a sport. Uh, my family took me down just to kind of stay fit. I was 14 when I started boxing, so just went down, kind of stay fit. I didn't really like it at the start, to be honest with you. About a month into it, I was like, you know what, let's try this. And then after that, Never looked back since then. Had my first fight about three months later. Well, just three uh, months. Training. Yeah, three months. This is just three months later. So when I took it serious, when I took it serious, my coach told me to spar, done sparring session, and I done good, very good. And then after that, my coach was like, "Yo, you're pretty good. Do you want to take this serious?" I was like, "Yeah, hundred percent." And then after that, had my first fight, won my first fight, and then we carried on. Never looked back since then. Why didn't you like it initially? I don't know, I just didn't want to get punched in the face, <laughs> to be honest, but then I, I just got into it, I kind of started liking it. Every session I went, the more I, I kind of started liking it, 
at the start, I didn't really like, really like it at all. <laughs> I think for me, it's quite similar because obviously I knew of the sport boxing. I knew the key fighters. But when I started training last year, I, I wouldn't say I had a passion for it. I was just, like, I was just doing it because it was a routine. I didn't really take time to learn the craft of the sport and then the whole punching. I didn't want to be punched as well. <laughs> you know, I'm at age. If I go yeah. to work with a black eye, they'd be like, what the hell happened to you? So I didn't yeah. want to be touched, basically. And also the people yeah. I was training with, they were about seven, ten years younger than me. So I don't want to punch them because they'd be like, who the hell's punching you? So I had this, I didn't really appreciate the art of the sport back then as well. And it took me a lot, yeah. like, it didn't take me three months like you. It took me a lot longer to really get why. Yeah, the- I think the more you come, the more you like it. Because when I started, I never used to watch boxing. So the more I was training, then I started looking into boxing myself. Started watching Amir Khan. Mm. And obviously, I really liked it. And then the more I watched boxing, the more I'd done boxing, the more I liked it. And uh, then we stayed in since then. But with, same with yourself. You watch a lot of boxing documentaries. Yeah. And you, you love it now. Definitely, I do. But for you, I feel like, you are good at other sports as well. You're quite a sporty guy. Mm-hmm. And there would yeah. have been other sports that you could have done and been a lot more safer in. Yeah, true. true. So why do you put your body so brutally on the line with each to fight? To do, I have never kind of... It's, I don't know, I just like boxing. Obviously, I also play football. I really, mm-hmm. I'm pretty decent in football as well. I could have done football, but boxing was... Uh, there was something about it. I just kind of liked it and then never looked back before I was scared getting punched in the face now I don't really mind it it is what it is you take few and you give few because what I think boxing it's yes you train with people you have your corner men you have your team but Mm -hmm. as soon as that bell rings you are on your own your life is in your hands and you are on your own yeah that's that's one thing about it it's you and your opponent in there Mm -hmm. and that's something different like if you win or lose you can't if you lose you can't blame someone else like I lost because of him like in football match you can it's 11 of you in there. It's not yeah. one of you. So people can point fingers at others, but in boxing ring, it's just you versus the other opponent. The better man will win on the night. And that's it. And even if you win, you've potentially caused potential damage to your opponent as well. So yeah, yeah, how yeah. do you separate the, having that in your conscience? To be honest with you, like, after every fight, there's no hard feelings against no one. Even before... There's no hard feelings, but as you get in the ring, it's something different. You want to get in there and you just want to win. It doesn't matter how much damage you cause other person, you just want to win. And after the bill, that's it, it's when the fight is finished, there's no hard feelings, there's nothing. We go back to our families and that's it. Yeah. How does your family feel about you risking your life? <laughs> Pretty much. They didn't, really, they didn't really like it at the start either, saying it's, there's no point getting into it. But my dad, my dad actually wanted me to do it. Mm-hmm. So my dad was all right. Till this day, my mom, like, Mums obviously they not they don't want to see the kid getting punched no, or being involved in a fight. So mum doesn't really watch my fights at all. But yeah, dad watches the fights. I'm and sure the, she's proud though. I'm sure. Supported. Yeah, yeah, she's like, she's proud. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, I think that's just a mother's yeah. instinct. Really, they just don't want to see their child. Yeah, hundred percent. Out, get concussion or anything like that. So, but they're yeah, they're very supportive and. And you're the oldest of five siblings. Is there pressure yeah. of being the oldest in terms of I've got to set a foundation so people can, my siblings can look up to me? Not a pressure, but you have to kind of be in the right path because whatever I do, my younger brothers will do because mm-hmm. they, they, they will look up to you mostly. So yeah. you have to kind of pave the way for them. Because I wouldn't notice. I have two older brothers. I'm the youngest. So I'm basically mm-hmm. following in what they're doing. 
in different exactly. paths, so, but I'm following their example. So I've never been able mm-hmm. to relate to the older sibling type scenario that you have, really. You're, from what I see, your brothers are quite active as well. So you all kind of have that natural sporty instinct. Yeah, yeah. I was my brother Faisal, and he started boxing as well. First, mm. it was me, then now it's him doing it. Mm. My youngest brother, he's seven, and he really likes boxing himself. So yeah. it's three of us boxing, the rest play football. Yeah. But, Is it hard yeah, having boxing. a sibling box as well? Because I'm not saying you're competition with each other because obviously you support one another, but mm-hmm. is it compa- is a comparison easy to take? We don't compare each other, each other to each other because we're both, you know, we, we don't compare. There's no competition. That's good. Yeah. We, we're in different weight classes and we, I wish him the best. He wishes me the best. Yeah. We train hard. We push each other. And that, that, that's how it should be, you know. You shouldn't uh, compete against your own brother. You should push each other and try to achieve the goal together yeah. rather than being against each other. That's, a, so, that's yeah. the right attitude to have, really. Yeah, 100%. Because... You have to. Because uh, we train together at the same club and we push each other to a limit. And when was your last fight before? It was obviously last year now. Yeah, my last was last year. And had that My last fight was last year. Yeah. It was good. I won my fight. Yeah, I won the <laughs> fight. It, it was yeah. really good. I was at the ring for a little while, so I had the fight and then won the fight. It was very good. I took a lot of people down. Mm-hmm. It was a great night. And yeah. you say that like, you take a lot of people down. I've heard that from a few boxers. How, especially as in, you know, an amateur, you've got to really build up your own support system. How is that? For me, that's pressure, building up all these followers to kind of bring into fights. How do you work that? Uh, as amateur, you don't have to take people. Obviously, you take people down mm. to support you. But when you turn professional, it's all a, it's all business. Like you have to sell tickets, so it's good to kind of set the base up yeah. when you're amateur. Get experience, get your name out there, so people you know know who you are. And then when you turn pro, you got them people to sell tickets to. Yeah, yeah. I think you're doing well with that as well. Because I was, you know, if you go on your social media, you do have a good support system in your comments as well. Who are aware of how you fight nothing like that so I do feel like you've laid a good foundation of that already and whenever yeah, you know the pro it's starts you will have a good base yeah it's still building and uh, whenever the pro starts inshallah I will uh, yeah let's see how it will go I will sell takers and I will perform you just have to have the right team around you yeah I like how you said the word perform there because I feel like especially out of the ring ahead of a fight the boxers yes you're fighters but you are performing as well you're setting yourself to the public yeah, hundred percent. Have you thought yeah, about how you come across to people away from the actual fight? You have to be nice to people. You can't, <laughs> you know. Yeah. You 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 have to perform. So when people do see your performance, and you know, they be like, "Oh, this kid is this kid is talented, talented," mm-hmm. and then you have to entertain people. Basically, this is all about entertaining people. You can't mm-hmm. put a boring fight up. You yeah. put a good performance where people are entertained. That's how you get your name out there. Do you have a nickname? No, not really. No, not yet. Okay, that's fine. Because some do, but some don't. As, yeah, 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 exactly. Some do, some don't. But let's see, maybe when I turn pro. Yeah, maybe you'll get come one. Out with one. Yeah. yeah, maybe I'll get one. Exactly. I think some of the names are quite good, but it's got to mean something to you. Is, is, yeah, 100%. Does that make sense? Yeah, but it yeah, might come out of you one any name. What I've noticed with most boxers is that when they're character building, it's either, either loud and aggressive or they're really calm and zen. Mm-hmm. There's no in between. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like away from the sport, you're very calm and relaxed. And but then as soon as that bell rings, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> you, you, one of yeah, yeah. 
punching. You have to be nice. You have to be humble. Uh, but as you get in the ring, there's no friendship. There's no nothing. You just want to tear the other person's head off and win the fight. Simple. As we step by the ring, it's all, it's all good. There's nothing against the opponent. Nothing like that. But when you lose, say if you do lose, it will take a lot for you to have that handshake afterwards and that because you're like, oh, I just lost. Yeah, you have. It is hard. Losing is not easy. It's, it's hard. But you just got to take it as a man uh, yeah. and then bounce back, go back into training, look where you went wrong and practice on those things and, and bounce back. How do you handle well, your yeah. nerves before a fight? Uh, handle my nerves. Just got, just got to be calm, but mm. nerves will always be there no matter what. It's, yeah. They will always be there. But you just got to be calm yeah. and believe in yourself. Because I come from a performing arts background and before every performance, yeah. whether that was, the nerves... I controlled it, but you could t- people could tell I was nervous because I go yeah. into a show and this, I don't like people talking to me before anything major or anything like that. And that's mm-hmm. carried on through every aspect, even in non-performance work, whether it's me doing a presentation or me having to have an important meeting, I go into this performance mode that will never mm-hmm. leave me. It's weird how you just have your ways before a major situation. Every, everyone's got their ways around to mm-hmm. control the nerves, uh, mm-hmm. be calm, but uh, it's all up to you kind of thing. But you will always have... A, nerves a bit you can't 100% control them They'll, you'll always be a bit nervous but as you get in the ring it's, it's different it all goes out literally yeah. all goes out I, I guess the, the adrenaline takes over yeah 100% it does unfortunately you've all kind of lost a year this year in terms yeah, of advancing but as long as you want it and you want to be the boxer you will have mm-hmm. to go through the trenches again next year to get to where you're at yeah everyone's, most people are still training you just got yeah. to kind of but there will not, there's not any shows nothing no. No. For us amateur boxers, which is pretty sad. I'm sure government should do something about that because there is something there's Sunday league football going on. Yeah, yeah, it's true. You know? But there's got they got not boxing. Um, shows I suppose going on, so. maybe it's to do with the setting and being outdoors and the boxing. You can't keep distance from the opponent and you can't wear a mask when you box. So I yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully so, that will take take a turn for the better sooner than later. Yeah, hopefully start soon. But in the midst of this, is you're younger, you're only 21. You, you're already a trainer as well. You're a qualified boxing trainer. What made you want to get that certificate so early? I, I got the certificate, I think, when I was 19. Mm. I'd done, um, I was with my club for about five years then, just training there. I was also just coming early, um, training the kids. So my coach was like, why don't you just come and get your certificate done? You know about boxing. And you also come early and train the kids. So... Just come, uh, we'll put you through a train, um, trainer's course and then uh, become a qualified trainer. I was like, yeah, why not? Let's go. Uh, yeah. And then after that, I've done my course. It's only for, I think, a couple of days it was. Yeah. Done my course and then, yeah, got my certificate, which was good. Well, something good to have. And did you always have in yeah. mind, I'm going to start doing my own personal training? No, I actually didn't. No. No. You just come in this year, like I was at home. Uh, it's obviously lockdown. You can't, gyms are closed, everything. And um, I was training my cousins, so I thought, why should I not start my own page to train, do one-to-one sessions? Mm. Come up with that, and then when I started, I was surprised, it got busy. So yeah. I thought, yeah, that's good, I started. It got busy, and then that's where I come, uh, you contacted me, and then we started training. What we've been training for past five, six months now. Yeah, because when I started training with you, I honestly thought I'd do a couple of weeks, and then by August, September, the world will be back to normal. Uh-huh. and then it just didn't happen it really didn't happen and you know we're, we're recording this near the end of 2020 and 
little did we know we're back to back into another lockdown <laughs> i know it's just insane and yes yeah. i just i just couldn't have predicted anything this year but i think when you when i reached out to you in june and we'd had our first session what did you think in terms because you see me at the club obviously i wasn't a main box but you saw me at the club what was your reaction when i committed to training with you well mario you're a very um hard working person so I was pushing it to a limit and you didn't give up. You was kind of pushing yourself yeah. as well, which yeah. is very good, uh, which is very good. So since then, when you, when you started training, you're progressing every session, you're improving your technique, your work rate. Mm. So it's very good. I felt like I had a point to prove when I started with you because during lockdown, I was training myself, I was researching, I was doing it online, but I had to really train with someone that knew. You sent out that message that you were doing training my first thought was, oh, I can't do that. I can't, you know, it's, it's been too long. Then I thought, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to have to prove this to a boxer that I'm going to train. Mm -hmm. And obviously mm -hmm. I knew that you were a legit boxer. Yes, you're amateur, but you were working towards them steps. So I was like, if I'm yeah, going to train, I've got to train someone who I perceive to be the best. And for me, because I knew you were training, you were that person. So yeah. that's how I started that first step into the journey, really. And that yeah, area. That, that and that's good you did start because now we're here, you're much improved, mm. much fitter, hope, mm. and yeah, yeah in shape. <laughs> in say, it's just, it's just, I don't know, it's just so bizarre in the sense that when, before lockdown, I was, yes, I was training, but it wasn't the case where I really cared about it. I was just doing it because it was, I, was, I was on autopilot. I was just doing it. And then having all that free time to really research and learn, then I thought, oh, this could work. Oh, this is interesting. Oh, and now I see why certain people do it. And then now having that validation when we train, it's okay, this is what we're working towards. I, I still don't know where I'm going in sport as well. Does that make sense? Like, yes, I'm training, but I do feel I'm working towards something. Does that make sense? Yeah, you never know. Hopefully we can uh, do a white collar show and you can fight on that. You never know. <laughs> you never know. Because I remember <laughs> the other trainers used to joke with me a year ago saying, I would just do it. I was like, no, I would shut them down. Like, no absolutely not but at this mm. stage now i'm more maybe or let's have that conversation tell me more about what they are that's the difference now and for yeah. me that's a, that's a major step and and i think that's down to yourself and you know my willingness to carry on against all odds yeah, but i think it would be good you know just get in the ring and see how he feels because obviously mm. the person you fight he's got no experience either mm -hmm. no boxing background so yeah it would be it would be good to get in there and no raise yeah. money for charity. Yeah. But I think we're, I think we're, <laughs> I think we're a while off from that, especially with the, the, world, the way the world is. The charity boxing will probably be the last thing that gets commissioned. Because I think obviously the pros are their, their priority, then the amateurs, you're yeah. next. And I think everything else kind of follows in that sense. Yeah, yeah. That's how, that's how it will be. Hopefully mm. soon. When people ask me when or how long you're going to keep training for or why you're training, how long do you see it going? My simple answer is I'm just going to keep going. Hence the name of this show. Just keep, <laughs> just keep going, see yeah. what happens. Yeah. So you have to keep on going and see yeah. where he ends up. You have to kind of, boxing is good for your health, to be honest. Like you come out, train, something different. Yeah. And it's interesting because every, initially when I started last June or July, I had a set goal in terms of I'm going to do it to this point. And then that point came and then I thought well, I'll do it to this period or maybe the end of the year. And then I kept going and going. And even when I had the slight injury this year, as you know, that could have been a while. Yeah. I'm, I'm completely stopping now. But two weeks later, yeah. we were back in training. <laughs> so it, I've had kind of a lot thrown at Even the pandemic has been thrown at us. And yet we're still mm -hmm. on our own paths with the sport. 
that's the good thing about you because you dedicated yourself and you kind mm-hmm. of put the bands on and carried on training. Yeah. Took it light, not too hard, but you still kind of carried on training rather yeah. than just giving up and sitting, you know, just sitting there saying, you know what, give up. But you did it, you carried um, on. And also, I don't want you to think at the time when it was really bad, I didn't want you to think, oh, I had one session of Grant and he injured himself and he never came back as well. So I wanted to kind of, <laughs> I, want, I wanted to think, well, I'm coming back just to say that, you know, no hard feelings. But obviously, thankfully, touch wood, I've made a full recovery, so it's all good. Yeah, it's all good in that recovered. Sense. Yeah. I asked everyone yeah. on this show what keeps them going, especially the challenges of this year. Your goal is mm-hmm. to turn pro and be one of the best boxers, I presume. Yeah. That's your goal. Yep. What 100%. keeps you motivated? What keeps you going? Keeps you motivated is just, you know, training hard. And the goal is to become world champion. World champion. Inshallah. Yeah, hopefully, inshallah, we can train hard and reach my goal. So that's the goal. And you keep on going, pushing yourself, trying to improve day by day, uh, every session. And hopefully, when you do some pro, we can go up the rankings and uh, reach our goal. So that's what keeps on, keeps me going is becoming a world champion. That's my dream. And that's your path as well. Because also, you're quite a busy guy as well. You have your finger in many different areas. But yeah, no matter what, you being a pro boxer, that's your goal that's my main uh, priority yeah. yeah i'm sure you'll get there i'm sure it will happen i can't imagine if it put, no, go on. if you put the hard work in you, you mm. can get there never give up keep on going hard work and dedication absolutely where can people find you on the socials find me on instagram is a h t i s h a double m underscore my personal account and then also you can find me on my pt account it's at sham.pt so that's where you can yeah contact me for any PT sessions and does that have to be in the Luton area or can it be a tiny bit outside of it as well uh, depends yeah we can, we can uh, do just you know outside areas but not yeah. too far just a <laughs> tiny bit out yeah. but mostly in Luton so if there's anyone that wants to stay in shape get fit contact me on adsham.pt on Instagram that's where you'll find my contact details and that's great and I'm really really pleased that this you know relationship this training that we've done has built to this because I never saw it coming at all like it wasn't going to happen and now it's got to the point where i say to people oh who are you train i don't say you know the dado club anymore i say it's purely that's it it's that simple yeah but yeah. you've seen you've seen the other side of me that came back mm. more knowledgeable and more willing mm-hmm. and that's been my progress so absolutely i'm definitely on the train if that makes sense of your that's good yeah career. we keep on going keep That's going absolutely podcast. and we'll see where this goes we'll see where everything goes in life but i really do appreciate you coming it's so important for you to be on the show today and no problem thank you i'll see you in training i guess yeah no problem thank <laughs> you for having me once thank again you. Thank, thank you thank you well there you have it atisham faviard boxing extraordinaire this is what i mean about having a trainer that is pretty much opposite to you <laughs> in the sense that you listen to our interview Here's me, I'm asking all these questions and he's answering it in such a humble and calm manner. Like he knows exactly what he's good at, how good he is at it and what he aspires to be. This is what I like about this sport. You meet people that you necessarily won't cross paths with and yet you form this bond over this great sport. As mentioned, you can find Atisham on Instagram. I will definitely tag in his details in today's description. And, you know, talking about trainers, I just hope everyone finds a trainer that will suit them and get them to develop their paths. You may go through different trainers, that's absolutely fine, but it's definitely important to have that one that's on your side and is keen to help improve your standing in this sport. You never know where this path is going to lead you. 
And that's all we have time for today on this week's episode of the show. If you like what you hear, please like, comment and subscribe. I'm Grant Savage. You can find me on Instagram at GrantSavage1. And until next time, take care and keep going. Keep going.